Welcome back to the Hemingway List for War and Peace, Book 5, Chapter 20. In the second and third paragraphs of this chapter, the author refers to Rostov as Nikolai, something that I believe has only happened when he's at home in previous parts of the book. Is that right? Um, I hadn't noticed that. I think, I don't know, there's a lot of interchanging with the names here. Um, I didn't write this discussion prompt, by the way. If you're wondering why I'm questioning my own discussion prompt, it's uh, I've just pinched last year's discussion prompts. Um, by the same token, Rostov usually calls or refers to Boris as Boris. However, in this chapter, he uses Boris a couple of times and then changes it to Drubetskoy. That's his surname. Do you think this is intentional? If so, what does it mean? I've just noticed that the names swap around a lot. I don't really know why exactly. But um, like Andre, we get Prince Andrew and Prince Andre. Nikolai, Nicholas, you know, we get a, we get them all mixed and chopped. Rostov seems to have a great amount of courage when he decides to go try to petition the emperor himself. Why do you think he has this courage now when in the past he was unable to gather the courage to speak with the emperor? And what are your thoughts on the final paragraph? The emperor is not willing to grant the petition's request yet. Rostov is still beside himself, himself beside himself with rapture. Will this interchange Interaction change Rostov's feelings for the Emperor. Warren Kovacic says, I'm not too certain about the Nikolai being used instead of Rostov, but maybe it's to show that Rostov is more comfortable at the war now after what happened with Dolokhov back in Moscow. I'd say the use of Drubetskoy highlights Nikolai's disappointment in Boris and a gulf between them now. Yeah, so he's not using the familiar first name, but a slightly more formal surname. Rahul the Invader says, didn't notice this. Not entirely sure why the names have changed, if it's done by design. Would be curious to read what others think of the same thing. Ripster66 says, I don't know why Tolstoy started switching up names, but it irritates me. And it's one of the reasons people don't make it through this novel. Too many names. Lots of characters with multiple names makes it tricky to keep track of everyone. Reading along with you folks helps, though. Absolutely. I think if it wasn't for these, uh, for this community it'd be way more confusing to try to get through this book with all these names. Um, Acoustic Gill says, could the name variations be an artifact of translation? Maybe different translated treated translators treated the names in different ways. Uh, all good points. All good points. I don't know is the uh, only response I can give you on that. I actually don't know. Um, what I do know is that, let's keep reading, okay, uh, what are we doing, 21, oh my god, tomorrow's chapter is about a 10 second chapter, I just accidentally scrolled forward to it, and uh, holy heck, it's got, it's easily the shortest chapter so far, so tomorrow, um, very, very short podcast. Chapter 21 goes like this. The Emperor rode to the square where, facing one another, a battalion of... ...right, and a battalion of the French guards in their bearskin caps on the left. Left, 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 left. ...presented arms. Another group of horsemen galloped... ...it could be no one else. He came at a gallop. Wearing a, 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 wearing a
white vest and the St. Andrew ribbon over his shoulder. He was riding and riding and riding and riding and riding and riding and riding On approaching Alexander, he raised his hat. I could not help noticing that Napoleon did not sit well shouted hurrah viva l'empereur napoleon napoleon's face wore an unpleasant and in spite of the trampling of the french gendarmes horses kept his eyes on every movement of alexander and bonaparte and that the latter was quite at ease with the Tsar. Him. Alexander and Napoleon with the long train of this, this. The Priobrazensk battalion and came straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up. Close to the emperors that Rostov Standing in the permission to present the Legion of Honor to the bravest of your soldiers. Every letter. This was said by the undersized Napoleon looking up, 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 to what was said to him and be bending his himself most bravely in this last war at Napoleon. Composure and assurance exasperating to Rostov. He ran his eyes, 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 eyes. Entered arms with their eyes fixed on the Emperor. Your Majesty, allow me to consult the Colonel, said Alexander. Kozlovsky, the commander of the battalion. Bonaparte, meanwhile, began taking a king of king. Uh, threw away the glove. Uh, an aide de camp behind him rushed forward. The Emperor Alexander asked Kozlovsky in Russian in a low voice. With dissatisfaction and glancing back, remarked, and included Rostov in his scrutiny. Can it be me? thought Rostov. Frown and Lazarev, the first soldier in the rank, stepped briskly forward. Lazarev, who did not know where to go. Lazarev twitched as often happens to soldiers call before the ranks. Napoleon little hand out behind him as if to take something. The members of his from one to another and a page, the same one rostered and bowing respectfully over the outstretched hand and not keeping it on a red ribbon. Napoleon, without looking, pressed two fingers together. As 
and persistently gaze at his own monarch. Doing was done for the sake of his ally, and the small white hand It was as if Napoleon knew that it was only necessary for his to be forever happy. Rewarded, merely laid the cross on Lazarus' breast and dropping his head. And it really did. Officious hands fastened it to the uniform. Lazarus glanced morosely. Standing motionless, presenting arms, looked again. There, or go away, or do something else. But position. The emperors remounted and rode away. The pre priests and sat down at the tables prepared for them. Him, congratulated him, and pressed his hands. Crowds of officers. A rumble of Russian and French voices and laughter filled the air. Faces looking cheerful and happy, all on silver plate, one of them was saying. Have you seen Lazarus? Here, the prayer of Bazinskis will give them a dinner. Yes, but what la Here's a cap, lads, shouted the prior present. Right. Have you heard the password? Asked one. Yesterday it was Napoleon, France, Bavoy. Yesterday, Alexander Ross. Next day, Napoleon. Tomorrow, our emperor will send a. It has to be done. He must respond in kind. Came to see the Preobrazensk banquet. On his way back, he noticed... Rostov, how do you do? We missed one another. He Small and troubled was Rostov's face. Nothing, nothing, replied Rostov. Rostov stood at that corner for a long time, watching the feast from a distance. To a conclusion, terrible doubts rose his submission and the whole hospital with arms and legs torn off. And did he recall that hospital stench of dead flesh that he looked round to see where... His small white hand, who was now an emperor. And those seven arms and legs and those dead men. Then, 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 unpardoned. He caught himself harboring such strange thoughts that he was. The smell of food of the prayer presents. He had to get something to eat before going away. He went to a hotel, tell, 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 among them 
officers who, like himself, had come in civilian clothes. Uh, that he had difficulty in getting the conversation naturally turned on the piece. The officers satisfied with the peace concluded after the Battle of Friedland, Napoleon would have been done for, and his troops the latter in silence he finished a couple 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 and went on tormenting him without reaching a conclusion he feared fear 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 suddenly on one of the officers saying that it was humiliating and therefore much to the surprise of the officers how can you judge, 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 to his face? How can you judge the Emperor's actions? What right have we, 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 names or his actions? But I never to understand Rostov's outburst, except on this we are not diplomatic officials, we are soldiers and nothing more, he went on, 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 on. have deserved it, it's not for us to judge. If the with him, it means that that is the right thing to do. If one, 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 sacred will be left. That way we shall be saying there is there is there is there is there is there is there as it seemed to his listeners but quite relevant to fight and not to think that's all said he and to drink and to drink assented nicholas hello there another bottle he shouted in 1818 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18